Guys, welcome back to Arsenio's ESL podcast. Welcome back to another IELTS video, man. I'm so excited, of course, about this and doing these on a routine basis. If you guys, of course, want to know more about this, again, you can tune into my Patreon, of course, on the, uh, what is it, Arsenio's ESL learning, if I'm not mistaken. But nonetheless, guys, Oh man, I am so grateful because I'm getting into the part three. Now remember, we've already gone over the part two in relations to books. So what I wanna talk about first is children and reading. We need to break down some questions. Now this is gonna be about, maybe about a 10 minute podcast or so. 10 minute podcast, 10 minute video, whatever it may be, hey, it's gonna be 10 minutes. But nonetheless, we have three questions, okay? So, and then of course, the next part three, I will talk about electronic books. So the first question is, what are the most popular types of children's books in your country? Okay, so most popular types, children books, your country. Now this is very difficult because a lot of you are probably saying, well, here in Pakistan, here in India, here in this country, here in North Africa, here in Central Africa, wherever it may be, children's books that you might be difficult to come across. I understand that, but you have to be prepared for it. That's the most important part because if you say, oh, well, children's books aren't popular, that could be a very, very big problem because then they're going to, you know, say, oh, you know what? Uh, maybe you can't use your English. Although if you had the imagination, you can make something up. It's not the fact that they might say, oh, well, I know that they're lying. No, 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 no. They want to hear you express your ideas, your opinions, and hear, listen to how you express yourself in English. So what types, okay? Or what are the most popular types? Now remember what kind of children's books you have. You have fairy tales. Um, you have, um, Oh my God, you have adventurous books, right? So if you think about fairy tales, you know, you got the Little Red Riding Hood, uh, the, man, you got the Little Mermaid, you got uh, Mrs. Nelson. That's one of my favorites, of course, that was probably from the 80s or 70s. But um, a lot of these children's books, they're very, very good for children, especially. And this goes into the, the third question. So I'm gonna skip the second question because Parents should always let children choose the, oh, I'm sorry, not children, no, it's the second question. So what are the benefits of parents reading books to their children? There are so many excellent questions. I'm sorry, not excellent questions, but excellent answers in terms of this, because if you read to your child before they go to sleep, they build up their conscious mind, obviously, then formulating a subconscious mind after the age of seven. But it gives them an ability. There's probably about 20 to 40 different types of benefits. So again, your goal is to hurry up and figure out and say, you know what, okay, what could the benefits possibly be? Could it be this? Could it be this? Could it be this? And what I'm going to do is I'm going to even make a detailed list for you guys because if I say this, you guys are going to be like, oh, I kind of remember. Oh, I kind of forgot. I'm not going to be able to remember those things or remember the list of items that you've already told me when the actual test begins. So what I'm going to do is come up with that list for you 
and of course put it in a detailed blog so make sure you tune into the arseniobuckshow.com nonetheless it's very good because oh my god there's just a number of benefits so your goal is to at least choose three of them and again if you're not able to do this you could say well i'm not exactly sure right and it's all about taking stances so the third question would be, should parents always let their children choose the books they read? You could say, okay, I agree to a certain extent. Let me give you an example. See, you're given a stance and you're going to follow it up with an example. You could follow it up with an additional example after the first example. This is an excellent way that you can again, express your ability and use a variety of different vocabulary to show not only that you know what you're talking about, but your ability to use the language. That's the most important part. So should parents do this? Well, I would agree up to a certain extent. Why? Because if we look at just the normal, typical novels uh, that are fiction rather than factual and you know, personal development, this and that, I think children will probably not remember anything that they read within those books. Why? Because it doesn't necessarily relate to them. Material that you memorize, material that you remember has to be relatable. Now remember, we're not talking about adults, so you cannot put an opinion about from your personal life being an adult. Now, going back to your childhood, you can say, yes, I believe that because when I was a child, Okay, so you can use the subordinated conjunction and say, when I was a child, comma, then follow up with your example. When I was a child, I realized that anytime I picked a specific book from the library and I brought it home, I would always read it before I would have to turn it back in. However, there are disadvantages to this because in the 1990s, the books and the shows and everything that really freaked me out was R.L. Stein, Goosebumps. It was the first book, second book, third book, fourth book, all the way up. And I can't remember what happened after that. I remember it went up to about 40 or 50. But those books, I remembered even more. Why? Because they scared me. So again, the TV shows, they were very scary for me at the age I was at. You see what I mean? So again, it is important for a parent to say, okay, read this. Paulo Coelho's The Alchemist. Don't feed them and don't feed them into giving, you know, don't feed your child and force them to do something that they don't want to do. But at the same time, a parent does have the ability to make a super impression on a child's mind. So if I give them Paulo Coelho's The Alchemist instead of giving them something that's going to make them feel bad, okay. So these are some examples, again, let me sum this up. What are the most popular types of children's books in your country? What are the benefits of parents reading books for their children? Should parents always let children choose the books they read? So what I want you guys to do, again, I'm going to write out a detailed blog so you can actually see the things that benefits a child, but it's also about becoming acquainted with these types of subjects because if you're asked them on the IELTS, and you're not fully prepared, we're gonna have some big trouble. So it's always good to be prepared and ready than to be unprepared, and when the opportunity comes, you lose it. 
So with that being said, guys, make sure you tune into the blog. Hope you enjoyed this one. Again, it's all about breaking down the questions, and that's exactly what I did here. So again, there are additional part three tasks and even more detail on my Patreon, so you make sure you check that out in the description. With that being said, thank you so much for tuning in to another Arsenio's ESL podcast, IELTS learning, IELTS coaching, whatever you want to call it. I'll be back for more, and you guys already know who I am. Over and out.